0: Greetings and welcome. My name is Mike Bankhead. I am your host. I am a bass player and songwriter from the Jam City, Dayton, Ohio. On today's episode number 107, I have with me Max B. Green, who is also a musician from the Jam City, Dayton, Ohio. And we're going to discuss the blues, cigar box guitars, and all kind of interesting things on... The You Could Be My Aramis podcast. This episode is brought to you by We Met in Paris, my transatlantic duo, and our new single Mont Blanc Massif, which is exactly six days old. Well, seven days old today. Please go listen to it anywhere you stream music. That's Mont Blanc Massif by We Met in Paris. Here's the conversation. So, you're Max. How about uh, introducing yourself to our audience, please?
1: All right. I'm Max B. Green. I am a musician uh, based in Dayton, Ohio. I have been playing around this area since the mid-90s, so nearly 30 years now, off and on, doing a lot of uh, open mics and stuff like that. Uh, I remember playing out at Canal Street, played out of Canal Street a fair amount back, back in the day. I play rock and blues for the most part. Over the last couple of years, I switched to cigar box guitars uh, that have only three strings. Uh, in fact, I haven't played a six string in like four years. I just placed three strings and I just started on a four string. And I, and I, I also build guitars. I uh, build cigar box guitars. I've got a shovel guitar that I've almost got done. And I just finished making a steampunk uh, themed guitar out of copper pipe. And it sounds like a beast. It's, 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 a uh, be good for heavy metal, I guess. But, uh,
0: <laughs> pun absolutely so, intended.
1: Somebody was, somebody was going to make that joke sooner. Or later. Had to, had to. So.
0: That's a lot of stuff. Let's start with, uh, what is this that I'm holding in my hand?
1: Oh, my uh, box is full of blues. Yeah. That is my Let's latest CD. That. that is my latest CD. I put out, I guess, three CDs now. That is, uh, my latest. I started working on that. Two and a half, almost three years ago, I was actually taking care of my father. I was living at his house, and uh, he was, uh, you know, elderly, and he was passing away, and I was taking care of him. And uh, while I was living there in the one of the back bedrooms, I set up a studio and started recording blues songs on cigar box guitars. Uh, so all these were recorded myself on on a computer using a microphone going direct into the into the computer. I did use a uh, drum program for the drums because uh, i can't play drums uh but they sound pretty good uh but i played and played and sang everything else i played the bass played played guitars uh did all the vocals uh did all the recording all the engineering all the mastering all you know the graphics basically i'm a one man show that's a lot uh, of work it is well like i said i've been working on it for it's been nearly three years now i've finished i recorded some new songs this year like three or four new songs this year and to to put on it and uh i spent a lot of time mixing and remixing and then uh you know laying out the graphics i had some a bunch of pictures of cigar box guitars that picture on the cover is from my dad's house i had a display of all the guitars i had made and decided to take a picture of it and so that's his fireplace um but that's uh that's the first eight cigar box guitars i made um I want to anyway, get into that
0: in more detail. When you say cigar box guitars, are these literally made out of a box that used to have cigars in them?
1: They are literally made out of a box that had cigars in them. They, uh, Cigar box guitars go back as far as there have been cigar boxes. And traditionally, they've been used by poor people to create instruments that they could not otherwise afford. And there have been a lot of musicians that got their start on cigar box guitar. One of the most famous is Jimi Hendrix. He uh, couldn't buy a guitar when he was a kid. And so he got himself a cigar box and nailed a stick to it and got a piece of wire and strung it across, you know, with some bolts or whatever and made himself a guitar, a cigar box guitar. And that's how Jimi Hendrix got started. Uh, Carl Perkins is another one that people might know. He's a little, little before our time, but uh, uh but yeah, cigar box guitars, they 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 there it's a long and story condition uh tradition. And over the last thirty years or so, there has been a revival. Uh, and especially lately they've become uh become really popular. There's several festivals throughout the year in various parts of the country. I uh went out to Pennsylvania a few weeks ago, uh almost a month ago now, uh, and picked up a couple of guitars while I was out there. Um but cigar box guitars, they're uh, they're genuine instruments. They're basically, I mean, they can be acoustic, they can be electric. I normally do electric. Um, cigar boxes are not meant to be guitars. and so they the acoustics aren't necessarily that great. You know you're not going to get that full acoustic sound. However, if you put a pickup on something, you can make an electric guitar out of it, right uh i like i said i've made i've got a shovel guitar i've got three shovel guitars that i bought and i've got one that i'm making right now the uh electronics aren't working on it right now but um but uh yeah they they sound awesome you can you can take a two by four and pick up put a pickup on it and some strings and make a guitar out of it
0: well you'd have to have uh you'd have to have some luthier skills to do that i can't do
1: that (laughs) well it's 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 not that hard now see when you say luthier i'm thinking acoustic guitar and then you're getting into really really talented, you know. Nah, Luke there's a person that makes but, guitars.
0: Uh, so that that is you because you make guitars. Uh,
1: I I do make guitars. I and I and I uh, uh I think I make good guitars. People people uh, have complimented me on my guitars. Um I just recently uh set my shop back up. So I haven't made any guitars in a couple of years. But I just uh, uh I was showing you that one the um uh, my steampunk i'm calling yep. it steam caster for now uh and uh uh yeah i just finished that one today so i still need to put fret markers on it but uh it's a fretless um i thought about trying to do a fretboard but that would be difficult
0: yeah i mean it's it's metal uh, it's you... metal
1: i could attach it but the the main thing is trying to get the the frets level oh and and because if you're sitting there playing on them and you got a fret that's higher than all the rest of them, it's going to deaden out the sound. And, you know, yeah, it, it's difficult to get the frets level normally on a guitar. And on this thing, it would be almost impossible. You but, mentioned
0: uh, that most of them have three strings. How is that tuned?
1: That is tuned to an, uh, normally, it is tuned to an open tuning uh, that is one, five, one. So, so it would be it would be G D G is the is the normal most standard tuning for guitar box uh, cigar box guitars.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, so it's it's basically what they used to call a power chord. Oh, uh, well, still is a, a power chord. Yeah, still still. Is so a power one of them is going
0: to be uh, an octave of each other then.
1: But one and one is going to be the octave, so it's going to be one, the five, then an octave up.
0: That and probably f- makes you have to rethink the way that you construct chords when you're playing music because it's it's gonna be different than a normal six string. It's
1: it it is different. It's um now the the cool thing about it is you can uh if they're easy to play and you can basically play them with one finger. Uh because you don't have to worry about major or minor because none of the chords are major or minor. It's not really a chord, it's a dyad. But anyway. Um the uh, uh but you can play play songs with just one finger so they're really really easy to start out playing and then you can get as complicated as you want you know but you're right if you want to start playing uh you know uh you only have 3 uh three strings and so say i want to play a ninth chord well that has 5 tones in it yeah and so when i do a ninth chord i'm playing the 1 the 7 and the 9 and I rely on the context of the music for it to make sense. Yeah,
0: I you know, like that. If,
1: if I if I were to just play it, you know, just normally, it would just sound like crap. But if you play it like at the end of a song and and it, in the right way, it it fits. You know, even the even though it's the, it's the uh, there are three three notes right next to each other, the one, the seven, and the nine. But um, but yeah, you really have to. It's it's both simpler and more complex. Because it's really simple to play. Like I said, you can play with one finger. So anybody can pick it up and just start playing right away. But then if you want to get into more complicated stuff, uh I mean you can do whatever you want. And then the four string, I just started playing four strings, and the four string is also an open tuning, and they just add the third on the top. So it would be it would be G D G B. And that's just and it's just it's just uh like playing you know uh an open tuning in in g or d on a on a you know regular guitar well,
0: the um, nice thing about me being a bass player is i don't have to mess with any of that stuff
1: uh yeah <laughs> well it's it's uh i haven't made one but i am going to make a bass oh nice um, it's um, it, it'll now it will be a three string bass that's it'll okay be a short, it'll be a short scale
0: really you only need two but three is fine
1: i've seen guitars with with two um i want to try to do three strings but the neck uh i make the guitar necks out of lumber i can buy at lowe's uh basically they're one by twos which is 70 which is three quarters of an inch by one and a half inches actually uh and so the necks are only one and a half inches wide and that's one of the reasons i could only do a three-string bass is because yeah. the neck is going to be so narrow but i'm gonna have to put a truss rod in. it's going to be more skills than i have uh accumulated right now um but uh but anyway, yeah, I I uh the cigar boxes are fascinating. I uh got started with them on YouTube. Uh one ran across my YouTube feed, and I just thought this instrument is great. I have to get one, and I bought one cheap off of eBay that turned out to be a piece of crap, but it got me started. And I saw this guy how he put together, and I figured, well, I can do this. And that's how a lot of people get started doing cigar box guitars is they see them and they, you know, they're, they're relatively simple. It's, it's not as, not as complex as putting together like an acoustic guitar. It's um, you know, and, and you can do whatever you want. I've got some friends in Cincinnati that um, like making them out of found objects. So they'll use like spatulas for the tailpiece and, um, uh, other pieces you know uh different different parts you know for uh for the different parts of the cigar box guitar um they made me uh, a um, millennium falcon guitar that i spent a lot of money for uh that just hangs in my house because i'm afraid to take it anywhere (laughs) um but uh you can yeah you like i said you can make guitars out of anything it uh i've seen them made out of shotguns i don't think i'll tamp that but
0: uh i want to talk about how you use this specific instrument to make this record because you could you could fairly say this is a concept album specifically displaying what this style of guitar could do. And I'm gonna read, um, for the listeners, I'm gonna read off some of the liner notes here, a specific part that says, "'Boxes Full of Blues' is a collection of blues music played on handmade three-string cigar box guitars, showing that these instruments are more than just novelties or toys. This is a 10-song album. Yeah. that All you use is this style of guitar. So that shows it's possible. Why did you want to make an album limiting yourself to just this style? So, like, I get that that's what you did,
1: but why was that your idea? A lot of it is that... um... I don't want to play six string anymore. I, I, I'm really into the three string. I, I I have no interest in playing six string. In fact, I have nightmares about trying to play six string now. It's just like too many strings and they're too close together and it just doesn't work for me anymore. And so I, I, um, I don't know if I'd say I limited myself to it. It's just that this is the instrument I'm using right now. And, and I also have kind of a, uh, commercial, uh, interest because, uh, I've, uh, started a guitar making company and I plan on selling the guitars. Nice. And for me, this is a, um, selling piece, you know, I can, I can, you know, tell people, yeah, you can, you can make great music with these guitars, Here's you know, true. even, even though they're just, you know, three strings and you might think of it as a toy and they only cost a, you know, two, 300 bucks or whatever. Um, you can make great music with them, uh, and so it's there there's that uh, because it it is it is kind of a showcase of what you can do with these guitars uh and i like the name you know boxes full of blues um and so that they all had to be blues tunes because of that and i you know i do blues anyway um but yeah it was just uh I, i i came up with this concept it's been almost three years now and um since I started playing guitar box, uh, cigar box guitars, and I just wanted to do a blues album of just cigar box guitars. And uh, I only had the three string. If I had had a four strings, I probably would have put some four string songs on there. But I only had three strings at the time. Um, but tell yeah, me, it's just, it's just, it's, this is just what I play now. It's the only thing I play. So
0: tell me what is happening on Thursday, October 5th. This is, this is time to get people, if you live in Dayton, in the Dayton area, listen up please of this part because we're going to invite you
1: to an event is there something happening on the 5th i'm pretty sure there is oh okay all right um let me think uh oh oh i got a cd release you do i got a cd release that's this album we're talking about it's going to be at the yellow cab it's going to be at their showcase the yellow cab showcase this is a uh in my opinion uh dayton's best open mic it's a curated open mic uh you have to sign up in advance uh, like six weeks in advance, and uh, if the guy doesn't like you after your first performance, you won't play there anymore. I don't know if people realize that, um, but uh, yeah, it's 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 the best open mic in uh, in in Dayton. It's kind of a continuation of the uh, musicians co op that used to play at Canal Street. Because Windsor Windsor Knox, the guy hosting it, used to host the uh, Canal Street at at the end there. Um so this is a long, you know, story tradition with this open mic. Anyway, he's gracious enough to I've done this twice now. This will be my second time doing this, where I basically took over the night. And I I requested a date and uh for my CD release, and I've got four other guitarists, uh, some of the best guitarists in the area, and they're all gonna come in and play cigar box guitar music. I've got uh Casey Ott who plays in a few bands, um, Cherry Lee and the Hot Rods and uh, Golden Guy and the uh, Bucking... Bloviators. Bloviators, yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't remember the name of it. Um, but he's a really good guitarist. I've got Eric Henry playing, who's kind of a local blues uh, guitar legend. Yep. Well, uh, He's just all over the place. Anyway, um, I've got Todd the Fox, who's also another uh, local uh, musician it gets all around and i didn't know he played cigar box guitar i had to recruit because i needed four other people within me and i had uh, put a thing out on facebook and he responded and so i talked him into uh playing so now i haven't seen any of these guys play cigar box guitar so we'll find out we'll all find out together if you come on out uh and the fourth guy is a guy named cigar box scott out of i want to say tip city or troy somewhere up north um and he, as his name implies, plays cigar box guitars. Now, he plays a lot of old-time and bluegrass music. So his will be a little different. Um, I know one of the songs was like a 17th century dance number. Uh, but, I mean, it's a dance tune. People get clapping, and, and you know, it's no matter what century it came from. Uh, but it's going to be five of us, five of us, uh, starting at 7.30 to 10.30. Uh... And we're going to play a lot of cigar box guitar music.
0: So, dear listener, that's this Thursday, October 5th. I'm saying it that way because even though we are having this conversation the previous Thursday, September 28th, uh, if I am doing my job right, this podcast should be up on Monday, October 2nd. So Mm -hmm. this Thursday, October 5th, just in a couple of days, 730 p.m. Yellow Cap Tavern, 700 East 4th Street, Come see blues music played on weird looking guitars. It will cost you nothing to show up, uh, because the uh, yellow cab showcase on Thursdays is free to attend. Uh, the house pizza people there, the the pizza bandit, they run a, a special on slices instead of five dollars to three dollars and fifty cents on Thursday. So come on out Thursday, get a piece of pizza, have a drink. Watch some blues music. Oh, and, and pick up your copy of this CD, um, Max. Thank you very much for sending me. Uh, but you can get your sure. very copy, very very own copy, listener, by coming to Yellow Cat. So now I want to talk more general. Like we've gone very specific. This is the project you've just made. I want to talk a little bit more general about the genre and your skill set. Uh, first of all, I'm going to have to admit this to you. I don't really like to play blues, and I'll tell you why as a bass player i find it repetitive and i don't get to do much
1: <laughs> right that's and that is true you're you're absolutely correct as, uh, a, bass player, as a bass player you were going to do the same bass lines over and over and over again yeah and yeah
0: while i understand
1: unless look, you're I, doing funk or some some funky or something like that you yeah. might get you might even get something
0: and look time. i understand that most of our american music catalog today is based on blues uh As a Black musician, I respect that blues is a Black music form. As a history nerd, I appreciate where it comes from in the history. But when it comes to just grabbing my instrument and doing it, I really don't want to. And also, when I'm listening to it, if you look like, you know, when you hear a blues song, when it starts, you know where it's going. If it's going to be a one, four, five major key song, as soon as it starts, you know where it's going to go. And as a listener, that makes me not very, like I kind of tune out. So I can tell from having listened to this record that you love this art form. You've got a bunch of originals on here. You've got just a couple of covers, which I'm sure are very, very old songs. So my question to you, Max B. Green, is what keeps you interested? What draws you in? Why does this genre of music speak to you?
1: that's a good question even when i was a kid i always liked for some reason i was always drawn to the 12 bar form uh it would just go through my head a lot even though as when i grew up i didn't listen to any blues i into till like junior high and i was introduced to the blues brothers you know through uh uh, the movie and stuff like that uh that, that was my introduction to the blues um but uh uh I don't know. It's part of it may be, to be honest, uh, I'm on the spectrum. Uh, and as, as somebody on the spectrum, I, I like familiarity and I like repetition. Uh, I uh, used to work with a looper a lot. And so I would have repetitive stuff just playing and then I would jam over it. But I liked the repetitiveness of of certain songs so so to me the repetitiveness of the blues is rather comforting um and it, you know it's i i just i've always been drawn to it you know uh it's i i listen to you know metal and i listen i don't listen to country it's about the only thing i don't listen to um but uh you know i like punk i like uh, metal i like uh even some opera uh but uh the blues is is just what i've chosen uh you al- you also kind of need a genre to stick to and this is what's really worked well for me is 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 uh doing the blues and then when i do a uh um a song like a beatles song or or uh even uh i do uh seven nation army uh by white stripes and even those they're all i mean they're all minor scale songs and so I'm doing them in a, even though they're rock songs, I'm doing them in a bluesy, you know, slide guitar style. Um, so it kind of, kind of uh, uh, influences the way I play everything, you know. And and I like taking songs and, and putting them in a different style, you know. So so even though it's it's uh, it's all blues, it's it's interesting because I'll do whole lot of Rosie by ACDC in a swing blues style. Okay. You know, and, and it works, you know, uh, and nobody else does it. So it's, uh, I don't know if that answered your question or not, Absolutely. but, uh, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, the blues go, but, but my, my, uh, you know, when I was a kid, I was into like Billy Joel and, and stuff like that. And so I, I used to be a keyboard player, uh, back, back then. And so, yeah, my, my, my musical interests are, are, you know, pretty varied, um, but as far as playing out, it's just blues seems to work work well for me. So and and you gotta have a you gotta have a gimmick. You gotta have a stick, you know. And and so so this is my shtick, you know.
0: Well, being the guy that only plays three string guitars, it's uh that's pretty niche. But that's smart. There's going to be a certain amount of people that love that instrument and love that sound, and you're gonna have those people are gonna probably buy everything you do. So. Mm. That is, uh, is really smart, marketing. Uh Now I'd like you to think back as far as you can remember. This is a question I ask all the guests. What's the first song that you can remember hearing in your life? As far back as you can remember.
1: I'm trying to remember. Boy, I want to say Jesus loves the little children. I grew up in a Lutheran household. We did a lot of Christian music. Um, but I'm thinking it was probably something along those lines. Uh, I mean, I probably heard something stuff earlier, uh, but I can't remember any of it, but I remember even as a kid, I would, I would do it and I would go around the house with a a pretend microphone and say, Jesus loves the little children. you And, and, uh, in a, in a, uh, back then that would have been the late sixties, early seventies. And so I was doing it like a Dean Martin style or something, you know, whatever was on the TV at the time. Um, so I always wanted to be a performer. Uh, but yeah, that, that's the earliest one I can remember is, uh, uh, something like that.
0: All right. Here's another one I ask everyone. And, uh, I stole this one from Terry Izzy Rod Martin and the Gem City podcast. Oh, They're I no longer with us.
1: I did a, I did a podcast with them one time. Oh, my last you, CD. My last you've CD. already
0: answered this question, but oh, now, I want you to, now I want you to answer it for me because, um, you can't find those, uh, those, uh, those episodes online anymore. Um, what did your childhood smell like?
1: Oh, I don't remember that question at all. <laughs> yeah, it's it. uh,
0: ask that. So I stole it from him.
1: What did your question, childhood smell like? Oh, I don't remember any smells. Um I don't remember any smells from when I was a kid. Wow. No, I mean nothing nothing in particular that, that really uh I'm not I'm not motivated by smells that much. But, um, uh, yeah, I can't think of anything that sticks out.
0: Did you grow up here in Dayton?
1: I grew up in Xenia for the most part.
0: I grew um, up in Xenia.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I went to. Uh, How about
0: that? I did not know that about you. Yeah,
1: yeah. I grew up in Xenia, graduated in 82 uh, from Xenia High School. Spent a short amount of my childhood, like three and a half years in Germany because my I was an Air Force brat um but we got back right after the tornado back in 74 okay uh so i spent you know from fifth fifth grade on through 12th grade in in xenia
0: i'm sure you know that eric henry also grew up in xenia
1: oh yeah well that's where i met met him i was uh staying with my parents in xenia and so uh i was actually working at a comic book shop in downtown xenia and he had gotten he was 14 he got his first guitar and he showed up at the comic book shop because he heard i played guitar so I'm like one of the very first person peer, uh, people to ever play with Eric Henry.
0: So you played with him uh, before he was good. That's what I'm.
1: I, I well, what made me sick was like six months after he got the guitar, he's like beating my butt. You know, <laughs> I mean, he was just all over the. You know, it's just like he was a prodigy. You know, at 14, he was just incredible. Um, and and cool then, I, then I, it, it made me it made me kind of up my game. But yeah, we uh, I did my uh, his first gigs I did with him uh we played at some hole in the wall bar and xenia and and uh i think we played at a high school or something or other or anyway i mean he was still in high school and so i was this 30 year old guy playing with these high school kids which was probably creepy
0: but i was hanging <laughs> out with
1: kids anyway because i was working in a comic book shop so um but uh yeah yeah eric and i go back you know 30 30 years almost it's been uh wow it's been a while, yeah, yeah. I've known him, known him since he was like fourteen. Uh, he had long red hair at the time and everything. Uh, now he's I, gone all gray. Yeah, I
0: would say I, w- I would have no idea that he was a redhead because I I
1: met grown he, up Eric. He and it wasn't that long ago that he had red hair, maybe ten years ago, and then yeah, he's just gotten older. But anyway, well,
0: I, oh, I, I, think, we I think we've all got we've all gotten
1: yeah, older. We've all gotten older, but uh, but yeah, Eric and I go back a long way, and then. Uh, uh, I went to, uh, Ohio state and didn't, that didn't work out, um, with the Asperger's and, and a whole bunch of other problems. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't attend classes very good. I was having panic attacks and all this other stuff. So I had to drop out of college and I ended up going out to California and driving a cab for seven years in Oakland, which was an interesting experience. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I got cut, cut and robbed, lost use of my, one of my fingers, Lived with a the crackhead for like five years. Uh, it was an experience. Let's put it that way. And then, then I came back to Ohio.
0: <laughs> you have a lot of stuff that you could write songs about. Is what I'm learning.
1: I I could, Well, the last song on that CD is "Um Oak Oaktown Cabby Oaktown Blues." Oaktown
0: Cabby Blues. Well, and see, I now I know. That. I did not now, know. And I wrote that about.
1: I, that is the oldest song i I wrote that about thirty some years ago. Wow. When I was driving a cab in Oakland uh so that's about driving a cab in oakland putting on my working shoes and i was originally going to call it working man blues but there's also already a very famous song called working man blues so i had to call it something else
0: well also going specific makes it much more personal to you and your experience i like Mm -hmm. that choice that's a good that's a good choice Mm -hmm. so let's tell the listeners where can they find you online where can they find you on social media if they want to keep in touch with you
1: um I've got a website, maxbgreen.com. It's uh, spelled all one word, uh, spelled like the county, uh, with an e on the end. Although if you spell it without the e, that I should be redirected because I got both names. Uh, but maxbgreen.com is the best way to find me. Uh, easiest way to remember. Uh, I am on Facebook. Uh, that is probably the best way to contact me. I have a uh, Facebook link and a YouTube link on my. Um, website uh, along with uh email address if you if you want to contact me and my website has uh it'll have gigs and and uh I yeah, there's videos you know you can watch of me and, and and stuff like that so it's got all the usual website stuff um, i have all my music will be on Spotify and iTunes all of that stuff i've I've arranged for that, but it's not officially released until next week. So, none of it is available until next week. So, if you want to hit up my site, uh, I think it's the first is when my official release date is on online. Um, you'll be able to listen to it, and you'll be able to uh, buy it off of, you know, whatever. I don't actually understand all that stuff yet. But, uh, but yeah, uh, maxbeegreen.com is the best way to get a hold of me. And I'll have a page up there where you can download my music and, and buy it and, and stuff like that as soon as I can get all that information up.
0: Excellent. I will link to that in the show notes. One more reminder, dear listeners, if you live in the Dayton area, Thursday, October 5th, this Thursday, starting at 7.30pm, come to Showcase at Yellow Cab. You'll see Casey Ott, Eric Henry, Todd the Fox, Cigar, Bob Scott, and our honored guest today, Max B. Green, celebrating the release of his new album, Boxes Full of Blues, an album of blues songs played exclusively on cigar box
1: guitars
0: max any uh last uh messages for the listeners before we sign off
1: uh no cigar box guitars are cool i oh, did yeah. not know that and
0: i have learned that today so thank you for go, teaching go on,
1: me. go on youtube go on youtube and and you know look up cigar box guitars and there's there are lessons on how to make them there's lessons on how to play them there's you know all sorts of stuff but um cigar box guitars is really a phenomenon i'm finding more and more people that either play them or make them i've i've run into a few builders around here um and one of my dreams is to is to have a festival here in the in the miami valley of, of cigar boxers guitar. but uh we'll see that'll that'll take some work um, i am
0: i am sure that you can get that done if you try hard enough i'm sure we'll
1: see it's a uh, have to find a location that would uh where i could set up vendors you know has to have a big parking lot ideally it would be yellow cab but i don't know if they'd go for it They uh, may not be able to make enough money off of it but uh i don't know anyway but uh yeah cigar box guitars are cool go buy yourself one preferably for me once i have them up uh oh that website is bad dragons uh, guitars bad dragon guitars yeah dot com uh which has nothing on it right now because i don't have any guitars up there uh but anyway Appreciate you having me on. Yeah,
0: it was fun. Uh, again, thank you very much for your time. And that's, again, one more time for the listeners, this uh, this Thursday, October 5th, at Yellow Cap, 7.30 p.m., and MaxSpeedGreening.com. That's M A X B G R E E N E dot com. Thanks, Max. All right. All right thanks, thanks, man. I appreciate, it. appreciate it. Thanks again to Max for taking time to talk to me. Dear listener, thank you for being here. I really do appreciate it. I hope that, like me, you might have learned something new and useful in today's episode. As a small reminder, this episode is brought to you by Mont Blanc Massif, the first single from my new international duo, We Met in Paris. This week on the You Could Be My Aramis podcast, well, on Wednesday, I will be introducing you to a musician named Valerie Vaughn. Come on back and meet her. Thanks.